TCC occupying the land. Today we want to begin the journey to understand this land. Where did it come from? Why should we even occupy it? Now, to understand terms like the land, to understand concepts like the land, we're going to apply a concept today called the principle of first mention or the law of first mention. Now, in reality, this is not a principle in the Bible. You will not go into the Bible and find a, a verse called the law of first mention or a principle of first mention. But this is a general rule, like I said, general rule not cast in stone, that biblical scholars have come to an agreement that when applied, it helps us to understand a particular word or a doctrine. And how? By seeing the first place that it was mentioned in scripture and looking at the context. Now notice two words the first place of mention and the context. In other words, there are some words in scripture that have various meanings. And so trying to apply this law, cast in stone, can also be dangerous. So we're basically saying that you see it in the context of, if you want to apply a term, like now you're going to look at the land, but you're going to look at it in context of Abraham. Abraham becomes our context. So everywhere God speaks to Abraham about land, the mention of land in that context now has meaning. But if you go to creation, you'll find land, which is an entirely different context. So it simply means this. It means that context is more important, actually, than the use of the word itself. So when you use, when you use this principle of first mention, you must always look at the context. And that context, usually, we say is somewhat the easiest and quickest way to get an insight that will help you interpret the usage going forward. So if we use that as our foundation, it will help us fully comprehend. Then you will know why we would say terms like the eighth mountain, when you say terms like the land we are entering into. And that helps us also come into today's context. How do we understand where we are supposed to look and come into a principle that we determine this means this for us. So to be able to look at that, we're going to look at God's promise to Abraham within the context of the time of Abraham. When we understand that it will give us the key, because God's promise is futuristic, it affects all of us, but it was given within a certain setting. So when we use that context, we'll be able to see how it applies to us today. This is going to be important because today we are looking at a lot of scriptures. Today we are looking at the, the foundational stories that if we don't get it right, we will, be, we will not be able to get to the fullness of why this season is important to us. And it's also important for us to create context so that we don't go down too many rabbit holes because our word can go in many directions. And you have to keep it within context so that the meaning is not lost or confused. So, as we begin our journey today, we are going to go to what we call the law of first mention or the principle of first mention or the context of first mention that God speaks to Abraham concerning the land. Using that, it will help us to go into the next level. Having said that, welcome to occupying the land. The journey begins.
we continue talking about occupying the land and of course today the journey begins now when we talk about occupying the land we've said that we are going to this place where we occupy the land that the lord has given us and as we do so it is for him to fulfill his covenant that he gave to our forefathers and we are still in the process of the word that he spoke to us before that we are going to experience his power to create wealth. Now we are not separating these words. Yes. It's not like God spoke and we forget about one. We've said that before. We continue saying that yes, God said that we are going to experience his power to create wealth. And this experience is not an event. It is a, a, a continuous journey where now this becomes your DNA, part of you. This is who you are. So when we say the journey begins, we are starting to understand what is the land, where is the land, how do we get into the land, and why God promised this land. Mm. What is in this mm. land? True. There are so many questions that we are asking. But you know what today? The journey begins. begins. And like every true kingdom journey, it begins with God. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Any journey that doesn't begin with God will end up in the wrong place. Yes. So how did this journey really begin? This journey began by God giving a promise to Abraham. Notice at that time he is Abraham. Mm -hmm. He's not Abraham. Yes. And this promise God gives him is found in Genesis 12, verse 1 to 3. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So, we are looking... And listen, we will come back to the meanings of those. In fact, God is defining the parameters of the promised land. Mm -hmm. He talks of a land, then he talks of what will happen in the land. Yes. And I think it's important at this point to realize that the focus is what God will do in the land mm. much more than the land itself. Please get those two concepts. He says, to a land I will show you. And when he shows him the land, there are certain things he says he will do. Yes. But first of all, the, the principle of every truth we now know is also what we call in the mouth of two or three witnesses, witnesses is a truth established. So here we are, and by the way, that one is a scripture. That one is written in the Bible. <laughs> okay. So now we want to see because like you said earlier and you alluded earlier that the, 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 the covenant God swore to our four fathers. fathers. Now we're looking at the fathers. Mm. All right? So God takes this same promise uh, that he has given to Abraham. Now, it's interesting. He now reiterates the promise to Isaac. And you know this is found in Genesis 26, mm -hmm. verse 1 to 6. So we're talking about Abraham. We're talking yes. about Isaac. Isaac. We're talking now. about Jacob. Yes. Let's if see. we say that God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, Isaac. and Jacob, let's see if what the does that promise... Mean? What does that term mean? Every time mm. God uses that, whenever that term is used in scripture, it is a claim on this promise. Mm -hmm. It is a covenant he swore. And he's telling you that as I was with Abraham, yes. so was I with Isaac, Isaac. and Jacob. Yes. And the words that I gave yes. you. Because after Jacob, we see the 12 sons of Jacob. They become exactly. the nation yes. of Israel. Yes, and I think right. there's something we're about to see. Mm -hmm. Even as you look at Genesis 26, 1 to 6, and we look at also the story with Jacob, you will notice God reiterates the promise, but within context of, of each one of them. Of their time. The promise doesn't change, but the context Changes. is applied. There yes. was a famine in the land, yes. besides the first famine that was in the days of Abram. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Gerar. 
Then the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I shall tell you. Dwell in this land and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants I will give all these lands and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham your father. And I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. I will give to your descendants all these lands and in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes and my laws. So Isaac dwelt in, in Gerar. Notice the focus on the land. Mm -hmm. And there was famine in, the, in land. the land. And like we usually say, and I'll say this in human, the land is not heaven. Yes. There can be no famine in, the land. in heaven. In the so heaven. the land is real. Yes. There was in famine the in the land. And God said, don't go down to Egypt. Why? Like we said, this story is so loaded. There are so many rabbit holes. We're not going to go down. Mm. But we can mention, remember, Abraham went down to Egypt. Yes. God says to Isaac, don't go don't. down to Egypt. I think what I want to to emphasize is that the central core is always the land. Any other movement is a detour. Mm. God is always telling them, I'm taking you to the land. Exactly. In this land, this will happen. Yes. God is talking about the land. The land. But because we are men, yes. we will always find our own exactly. detours. And now that is why, and I think I need to mention it here, that when they are coming from Egypt, they are returning home. They are not going to a place. Yes. Let's talk about that for a while. Because <laughs> when God told Abraham, I'll yes. give you the land, yes. he entered the land. Yes. Can we agree? Absolutely. Yes. And that, that is where is God talking to Isaac? Mm -hmm. Stay in the land. So mm -hmm. where is Isaac? He's already in the land. Yes. And I will bless you where? In Here. The land. Where I said so. Mm -hmm. Don't go away from it. Yes. Stay. Yes. No matter the famine, stay. Mm, stay here. I will bless you. And, though, and I'm sure many of you have heard those stories. So we're going to stay context. Context is key because the issues of this land is so powerful, rabbit holes appear. But and we and stay. like you said earlier, yeah. that one thing we are trying to do in this uh, episode of yes. The Journey Begins yes. is to prove to you that the land is not in heaven. Exactly. That whatever God promised you in the land yes. is not in heaven. Yes. You will have what he promised yes. in the earth. Absolutely. In your time. Yes. In context. And you know what is funny? Yeah. It says that Isaac went to the Philistines. They were in, in the, the land. land. That's a principle. <laughs> so in this same, God blesses him. And then God begins to repeat things. He says, like I swore an oath to you. Father Abraham, and the promises I gave him, let me remind you a few. In you the nations will be blessed. Your seed shall be like the stars. Same things he said to Abraham. Mm -hmm. So please, find time, go back to these scriptures and yes. read them. Because yeah. they are core to your land. Alright? Now, God didn't stop there. God then reiterates the same promise again to Jacob. Mm. And this is in Genesis 28, verse 12 to 17. Then he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth, and its top reached to heaven. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham your father, the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie I will give to you and your descendants. Mm -hmm. Also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. And in you and your seed, all the families of the earth 
shall be blessed. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go. Will bring you back to this land for I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. Then Jacob awoke from the, his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. Now, there are amazing things Powerful going on stuff, here. Like yes. we say, listen, we prayed before this for God to keep us in context. Because the things that pop out of this lineages are so powerful oh, oh. that you almost get tempted to touch them. Mm. But we'll stay context. So God now, not only is talking to Jacob, but now he quotes that he's the God of who? His father, Isaac, and Abraham. And Abraham. Yes. He says to Isaac, your father, Abraham. Mm -hmm. You begin to see how so God So he's trying to connect there. Yes, he's retaining. Same thing I said. Yes. To Abraham. Exactly. I'm saying to Isaac. Yes. And now I'm saying to you, Jacob. Exactly. Now, a few more things are added here. Mm. Again, he tells Jacob the same thing. You know, yes. how we like saying that, and we sing, Father Abraham had many sons. Listen, you can sing, and Father Jacob had many sons. Yes. Father Isaac had many sons. Yes. It's the same principle. Mm. And he says, your descendants shall be like the sand. That already tells you his descendants can't be one nation. Mm. There's the key already. Already, right? and I'm telling you yes. that his descendants shall be the, like the sun yes. or the stars of the sky. Yes, it and tells the you nations shall you be blessed. You cannot in count it. them. It's you not that you look at the stars and start counting and no. say they're ten billion. No, no God is telling can't. Abraham, listen. There's no end yes. to your descendants. Exactly. There's no end. So every exactly. generation arising, yes. God is telling him, my yes. friend, there will be part of this promise. And then now Jacob has a powerful revelation. Yes. Remember, God says. I give you this land, you will return here. So where is he speaking from? Mm. The land. Yes. Okay? Then God says something. Then, uh, then God gives him a vision and then Jacob wakes up with a revelation. He says, this place is the house, house. of God. So the land is where? The house of God. Mm -hmm. And the gateway to mm -hmm. heaven. Stop there. <laughs> Let's talk about that land. Remember, we are talking about the land that God is bringing us yes. into. And God is already giving us keys yes. into this land. Yes. And this land is vast. That's yes. one thing you have to say. Absolutely. You cannot restrict it to yeah. one revelation. No. All right? No. So in our context, in our time, God yes. will reveal, God will break the seal and yes. tell us this is the land and this is how it operates. Yes. That is not the end of the seal. Exactly. I mean, that's not the end of the revelation yes. of the land. So go. when you get it in your context, you tell yourself that revelation i have gotten that peace that god has broken to our generation to yes. our time yes. i will live to the fullest there you go yes so you can imagine this revelation now let's combine a few things mm -hmm. god gives a promise yes talks about the power of that promise talks about the promise being carried out in a land talks to three generations the third generation comes to a realization mm. that that whole context is operated from a place called the house of god yes the gateway to heaven mm -hmm. hold those thoughts as this series continues and because I, they will make sense and i love what god says in <laughs> verse 15 yes behold i am with you yes. and will keep you wherever you go there god you go. is already prophesying yes he's already talking to him uh -huh. and he's telling him and i will bring you back to this land wait yes. where am i going god exactly. where is this you're telling me yes. you will bring me back there you go so God is always principles. bringing us back, back. to the land. Mm -hmm. All right? Because we go up. Now, <laughs> this is what lays the framework of our current proceeding world. Because you know proceeding world is the power to get wealth, right? And you know that we are within certain kairoses of that. 
How does that play into this? It plays, now you get context for Moses' statement. Mm. Yeah. Right? Now you'll know when Moses is talking about them entering where? The land. Which land? The one God swore. Swore to who? To the forefathers. Are you beginning to connect the entire story? Yes. Now, let's go back to Moses in Deuteronomy 8, verse 7 to 18. And then let's see, because it's a bit of reading. Yes. But please follow it, because it is crucial to understand. Now that you know what God said to Abraham, you know what God said to Isaac, you know what God said to Jacob, now when Israel is a nation, or rather the children of Jacob, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> are now returning, what is Moses talking about the land you're about to enter? Yes. What is God bringing them to and why? And there's something here I think I need to say. Yes. That when we talk about the nation of Israel, yes. God chose them as a nation to yes. be a people who will carry out his principles in the earth yes. to show how a people who are connected to the heavens can live in the earth yes. out of the earth. Okay. You're in the earth, yes. but you're not living with the principles of the earth. Yes. You're living with the principles of heaven. Exactly. That is why God chose the nation of Israel. Now, Excellent. that does not talk about the natural nation of Israel today. And that is where our journey I think, began. I think it's powerful. By yeah. the time we are through today, yes. that picture will be crystal yes. clear. Mm -hmm. and let's just say this. What did God say? I will make you a nation, and through you, nations shall be blessed. Mm. So what was the mandate? Nations, nations. not a nation. nation. You will see what we mean by that. Number two, when the time came for that, Jesus showed up and Jesus wept over the nation. He said, if you understood the kairos of your visitation, the season in which you were supposed to burst forth and bless nations, mm. that's what you missed. So, back to Deuteronomy 8, 7 to 18. We told you this journey. It's powerful. Tonight, tonight, my heart is in a place of joy because we are clear that some of you finally shackles will be broken. Yes. Concepts, oh, yes. doctrines, oh, yes. lies, traps, things that have kept you and limited you from entering the land. Deuteronomy 8, verse 7 to 18. For the Lord your God is bringing you into the land, a land of brooks, of water, of fountains and springs that flow out of valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and of fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig copper. When you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgments, and his statutes which I command you today. Lest when you have eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses and dwelt in them, and when your herds and your flocks multiply and your silver and your gold are multiplied and all that you have is multiplied when your heart is lifted up and you forget the lord your god who brought you out of the land of egypt from the house of bondage who led you through that great and terrible wilderness in which were fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty land where there was no water who brought water for you out of the flinty rock who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and that he might test you to do you good. 
in the end. Then you shall say in your heart, my power and my might of the might of my hand have gained me this wealth. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. Power, power, power times oh, three. Yes. Now, look at this. We move from God giving an overview of a land. We go into the different things he says to the For generations. Fathers, yes. And then Moses gives you details. Mm. Yes. He breaks it down. He says, now that land, let me Please. give you a bit of details. Mm. I hope by now you caught verse number eight in passing. <laughs> a yes. land of vines and fig trees. Mm. A land of wheat and barley, of yeah. vines and fig trees, and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey. I hope you caught all that. That first part is spiritual concepts. The second part is detailed mm. con oh, concepts. Yes. Oh, yes. So go back in your own time and read slowly because it's going to be crucial in this season. Mm -hmm. But now, you, at this point, you begin to realize that we are looking at an interesting thing. Moses is defining the meaning of the covenant yes that god swore to the forefathers which we have been looking at mm -hmm. so there was one covenant swore to three forefathers mm. there were not many covenants yes are we clear mm -hmm. one land when you enter the land swore this to you that is crucial to our understanding mm -hmm. that if that is true and if we stop there it is easy to fall except for some caveats into natural Israel. Mm. It is easy to think, okay, God spoke this to the nation of Israel. And that's why many people have fallen down that road, forgetting the ultimate that the nations shall be blessed through you. And when God spoke to the forefathers, he told them their descendants were not a nation. Mm. Their descendants were nations. Yes. So you are the nations. They are your forefathers. Mm. And you see, if God had said yes. that your descendants shall be this number, yes, this number, yes. it's easy to name and say, wait a minute, he's talking about Israel. Exactly. Now he's telling you, your yeah. descendants shall be like the stars. You and cannot like count the, the stars. It's like the sun. You cannot count the sun. Yes. He's telling you, your descendants are from the nations, yes. not from a nation. That's, where That's the principle. Yes. So at this point, it is important for us to begin to examine mm -hmm. how are we assured, assured that we are included in this oh, covenant. Yes. Oh, yes. You know, how, how do we know into this covenant that we are part of? Now, before we even go into that, we want to go back a bit to Abraham because what we read was not all God said to Abraham. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. the things you see Moses discussing, you connect them to the, some of the things God actually said to Abraham. Yes. And why are we going back to Abraham? Because we want to get some parameters that are going to determine for us whether or not we are part of that covenant. Because that's the core of tonight. The core of tonight is, can you confirm to yourself that you are in that covenant? Because that's the key. If I don't believe that God yes. said these things to me, exactly. to our time, yes. to our generation, it will be so hard for me to sit yes. and say, you know what, yeah. I'm living with this principle which yes. supersedes anything exactly. in the earth, which when it is superimposes, Thank it you. changes my environment, Absolutely. it changes how I work, yes. it removes toil, exactly. it causes me to work with joy, it causes productivity. Yes. Now listen, when God talked to Abraham, yes. there's nothing in the spirit, nothing he promised him was yes. in the spirit. Absolutely. Everything he promised Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and you see Moses talking about, yes. they were all they natural were real. things Absolutely. in the earth, material. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Was there a spiritual component? Yes. yes. If you obey my commandments. That's it. There was a component mm. that makes the rest reality. Mm -hmm. But if you fall into the trap of thinking it is either or, yes. then you end up because either meaning only wealth, only resources, yes. you fall in Babylon. Oh, yes. Spirit only, you fall in religion. Mm. And you see, when he talks to Abraham and he tells him something, for example, when you hear him telling him, yes. get out of your father's house, yes. how complicated is that? Yes. Can Abraham sit and say, I want to pray and believe it is God telling me? No. Because I want to hear this word. My instruction, I want to understand. When he says, get out, what does it mean? Yes. It means exactly that. And maybe, give you a prophetic picture, mm -hmm. Abraham lived in Ur of the Chaldees, yes. also known as Babylonia. Yes, and God is telling him, get out, get out. of your That's father's principle. house. It has and, never changed. And, and like we keep saying over and over, he has a spiritual word. He has an instruction. He has a proceeding yes. word. Get out of your father's house. Now, when you do this, I will take you to a land. Exactly. Now, Moses tells you this is the land Moses, Abraham was being told. There you go. So, notice how we have the instruction connected to material. Exactly. How we have connection to the vine with an increase in our fig tree. Yes. All right. The picture is forming. Now, you need to understand that the promise God gave Abraham, at that time, Abraham, had multiple components, including mm -hmm. the promise yes. of descendants, that was key, multiple, oh, yes. like you've said, mm -hmm. the promise of wealth, the promise of divine protection, mm -hmm. and that Abraham, through his descendants, would be a blessing to all nations. Mm. When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, I am Almighty God, walk before me and be blameless. I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abram fell on his face and God talked with him saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you and you shall be a father of many nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful and I will make nations of you and kings shall come from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant. I have to repeat that. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and your descendants after you. Also, I give to you and your descendants after you the land in which you are a stranger or the land of Canaan as an everlasting possession and I will be their God. Look at that. You can already see some things God is establishing. Listen. It is not a nice statement for him to be called Abraham. Yes. Abraham is not the father of Israel. Mm. Abraham is the father of many nations. Not one nation. Not one nation. Many Can nations. Can we settle that oh, principle? Yes. I will make you, you are no longer this because I have made you a father of many nations. Keywords, there shall be many generations Keywords, there shall be an everlasting covenant. Mm. Keywords. That's powerful. Do you see all those issues? Yes. That's what God is saying to Abraham. And I think, let's understand how God works. Let's look at what God then says about Sarah. Because I think this part, I want to connect something he says to Sarah to something he has already said to Abraham. That is crucial. And this is found in verse 15 and 16. Then God said to Abraham, As for Sarai your wife, you shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah, 
shall be her name. And I will bless her and also give you a son by her. Then I will bless her and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of peoples shall be from her. She shall be a mother of nations, not a mother of a nation. I'll keep repeating that. Oh, yes. And kings and peoples shall come from her. Kings of peoples. God wants you to be sure he's not dealing about one community. Abraham is also told kings shall come from you. Sarah, kings shall come from you. By now, if you're prophetic, you know <laughs> what you're talking about. Yes. For we are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. So does that tell you? There's a whole kingdom community that shall be birthed from you and they shall dwell in the land. Mm, yes. So you can already see that this discussion brings certain king com components I want us to look at. Mm -hmm. If you look at those two things God is saying to Abraham and Sarah, we are key now. You see, we talk about Abraham being the father of nations. Have you ever talked about Sarah being the mother of nations? Mm -hmm. See, concepts that we need to settle in our mind. For God is telling you, now we're talking about somebody who could not have a child, mm -hmm. being told he's the father of many nations. We've been told someone who is barren, she's the mother of nations. But what this is, telling is connected to yes. him being in the land. There you go. Productivity. Happens in the, land. in the land. Oh yes. Now let's talk about some yeah. things that we see here yes. that God is promising Abraham. Number yes. one, yeah. he would be blessed. He would be blessed. And in fact, go and look at Genesis 13 verse 2. Mm -hmm. I usually find it very interesting because it says Abraham was very rich in <laughs> livestock, in silver, and in gold. Mm. Don't mistake, God is specific in livestock, in silver, in gold. Abraham was very rich, not rich. So, when God says, I will bless you and you will become a blessing, meaning the thing you carry should be able to come on others. Mm. You're very rich. Yes. Now I will give you my richness. Yeah. That rich you're talking about yes. is Abraham without God. Yes. Now he's with God. Yes. When God talks about increasing him yes. and that falling on every generation. There you go. So God is not talking about just increase in ability to pay your bills yes. and ju just your utility bills. Exactly. No, that's not what you're talking so about. So here's the concept. And yeah. I want you to draw those concepts as concepts of people of the eighth mountain. Mm. Because to yeah. you and to your descendants yes. and generations, he would be blessed and he would become a blessing. That's the second thing. He would yes. become a blessing. Yes. Okay. So that's crucial. What does it mean to become a blessing? Mm -hmm. It means... If I am blessed and I become a blessing, is what we said earlier. What is on me comes on you. Mm. Not I give you something. Okay. <laughs> he did not say you I will think become when you talk about generous. Me becoming a blessing, yes. it means me giving people things. No, mm -hmm. that would have been you will become generous. Okay, explain this number two. <laughs> You'd become a blessing. You'd become a blessing, meaning there are principles and keys in me, mm. which I have given you, Abraham. Yes. If you teach your children, mm. they'll become like you. So that's the key when God says, now I know Abraham. Yes. That he will, will teach. teach his children's children. Yes. Not his children. His exactly. children's children. And what does Moses tell us? Yes. Moses says, and for you, remember to keep the commandments. Mm of the Lord yes. as Abraham kept them which means then you will get this do not say it's your strength so we are talking about Abraham keeping the statutes the commandments yes. and the laws of the Lord yes and him teaching the next generation yes so the generation becomes and you talk about he will be a blessing yes when you take that now to the current generation yes. you become a blessing to the nations now let me say something here about statutes okay principles 
commandments, commandments and laws. These are not behaviors. These are functions. <laughs> Explain. When God says, if you will keep this, it means, like, for example, if you went back and read the whole story of Isaac, God told him to sow in the famine. That was a commandment. Mm. It was not a behavior. Mm -hmm. You see, many of us think that this is about be good, be kind, be nice. No. Listen, that should be your nature. Mm -hmm. A commandment is not in your nature. A commandment is to an instruction. Mm. Okay. I'll say that again. A commandment is not for behavior. When you behave in a particular way, you're able to obey commands. Mm. So, understand the difference. Yes. So, this is Q. He said he would be a blessing. A blessing. Now, yep. he would be the father of many nations. Remember, we extracted yes. what God told Abraham, Isaac, and, and Jacob. Jacob. These are the principles he told them. One, he yes. would be a, become a blessing. Yes. Two, he, uh, sorry, number one, he would be blessed. Yes. Two, he would become a blessing. And yes. now, he would be the father of many Nations. And the reason we, we are reading this particular chapter we've read yeah. is whenever he says, what I saw to your father, this is the reference point. Mm -hmm. yes. When he says to Isaac, what I said to your father, this he's referring to this particular discussion. Okay. The, and that's why he would say to Isaac, as I saw to your father, you, you Isaac, will mm -hmm. be the father of many nations. Mm. Mm. You, Jacob, will, will be the be. father of many nations. Yes. You see the principle? Yes. And That's he told the them already that yeah. they'll be like sand yes. or like stars. And he kept repeating that even to, to them. To Jacob. So what does that mean? He would be the father of many nations. He's your father. Oh, yes. And we will see how. Yes. Number four. Through yeah. him, all nations would be blessed. This is crucial. God intends all nations to be blessed. Mm. I will repeat. Not just one nation. God intends all nations to be blessed. Remember in the last uh, this, uh, broadcast we said Jesus is the desire of all? Nations. That's a principle. Yeah. And why is this important that he desires all nations to be blessed? Because if you don't understand that concept, is where you get, that's where wars come from. Mm. Not understand this concept. Yeah. Now you understand, and the nations shall come to who? To the, to the house of yes. who? Jacob. <laughs> now do you get it? Do you get it? Eighth mountain. To the house of Jacob. The mm. house of Jacob, Isaac, Abraham. To the house. Jacob said, the house of Jacob is where? Surely this is the Lord's house. Are you connecting things? Mm. Mm. There's so much proof <laughs> that God is trying to give us to show us that, listen, yes. you are the mountain, the eighth mountain. Yes. You are, the land is yours. Yes. The land belongs to you. Yes. In this land, when you enter, there are people uh -huh. in your environment, in your jurisdiction, yes. that will be blessed because of you. Exactly. Now, we cannot stop this blessing here yep. because we see Abraham take it. Yes. Uh, uh, take it to Ab mm -hmm. Isaac, to Jacob, yes. to the nations. And now yes. we are saying yeah. we fall under the category of nations yes. that God said listen you're part of the nations that will be increased exactly. that will grow that will yes. be productive yes. because of what I spoke Thank to you. these yes. our fathers so we've seen that the nations will be blessed blessed now yes. his descendants would be kings his descendants would be kings mm -hmm. for you are a royal priesthood yes a holy nation let's also look at another concept for he has redeemed us out of Every tribe, mm -hmm. every tongue, yes. every people, every nation, and has made us kings, kings and priests. And priests that we may rule on the earth. earth. <laughs> kings and, and priests. priests. Now, let's talk about kings and priests. Yes. Because I think for a very long time we have always thought yes. you are a king 
I'm a priest. And because I'm a business person, yes. you are, I'm, you are I'm, I'm in the pulpit, yes. I'm a priest. Exactly. You, because you're a business person, yes. you are a king. Yes. So most of the time, we always think that the priesthood is in the church yes. and the uh, kings yes. are in the world. Exactly. And when they gather, yes. they bring to the priesthood something. Here we are, two problems. Problem number one yeah. is the one you've discussed, the dichotomy mm. of priests and kings. Yes. And uh, Peter deals with it. In Second Peter, I think it's 3.9, where he says, for you are a royal king, priesthood. Interesting. What do those terms even mean? Mm. They mean vine and fig. So when he talks about a royal priesthood, we yes. always thought it's a good song. Yes. But if you think about it, this yeah. priesthood is royal, meaning yes. kingly and Priestly. priestly, he has redeemed us, priestly, mm. that we may rule in the kingly. earth. So, listen, this does not mean the priesthood of every believer should never be taught without the rulership of every believer. Mm. That's powerful. Must never be separated. Because this idea of priesthood of every believer means you think everybody should preach. Mm. Priesthood is not preaching. Many priests never did anything except serve the temple. Mm-hmm. Many it is only, only the high priest that function in a certain level. Yes. So priesthood of believers means connected. Vine. You're connected yes. to your the vine. The word priest means joined. Mm-hmm. By the way, if you didn't know. It means one who joins the natural mm-hmm. with the supernatural. Mm-hmm. That's a principal word. He's one who creates the connection between heaven and earth. It is what Jacob became that day. He says, mm-hmm. truly, I saw a ladder with angels Ascending and descending. Truly, this is the house of the Lord, Bethel, Mm -hmm. and the gateway to heaven. Yes. So your ability to ascend into the spirit realm and access insights that function in the natural realm. Mm. And that is how Jacob functioned at Laban's place. He ascended and created products. So ascending here, when you talk about we are kings and priests, yes. every one of us yes. is the ability to ascend yes, the vine. into the heavens or into the mind of God. You've yes. heard us say that downloading that which is in the mind of God, that's what yes. it means that as a priest, you're able to do that. And this is for all believers. Exactly. Then you're able to, as a king to manifest that thing in the earth. There you go. So when you walk, when you activate things in the earth as a king, yes. you are activating that which you have seen in the heavenlies. Absolutely. So every believer must operate as a king and, and a, a priest. priest. All right? Important. Mm-hmm. Now, how do we come into this story? Okay. How are we connected to that whole process we've seen and all the things God Sorry, promised? we did not finish something here. Yes. Descendants yes. would be kings. Yes. And the last one, his yes. covenant was eternal. Eternal, eternal, forever. For of his kingdom there shall be no end. Mm. Mm. Forever. Yes. Ever. Jesus said, I'll give you everlasting life. I will give you You. everlasting life. I will not take you to everlasting everlasting life. life. I will give you. So this covenant was eternal. It was eternal. It has a beginning. Yes. That when you connect to this Abraham, you from enter that it. moment, it has no end. It has no end. It has That's no end. That's a powerful concept, right? Just thinking about that. You yes. know, you sit and say, you guys, do you ever <laughs> sit down and say, God is telling you something? Yes. I spoke. Yes. That which I spoke has no end. No end. Meaning, it has just as much power yes. when I spoke to Abraham as, as it when is you now. receive it. Yeah. Now, when you receive it, 2022, it activates TCC, for you. That same power, that yes. same intensity yes. that God, uh, Abraham, received it yes. with. Yes. 
you still get that. You still get that. It is uh, here. You yes. know what? It's in our mind. We limit to God in light, our mind. To light, you have to engraft. Oh, you, you have, have to, to engraft into yes. your destiny. You yes. have no options. I think just sitting down and saying, listen, yes. all I want to meditate on is one thing. Yeah. God is saying something. That this covenant is eternal. Now, God is the creator of the heavens and the earth. Those yes. are some of the things for us we meditate okay. on. Where you sit and say, wait, this is the God who created the heavens <laughs> and the earth. This is the God who said, let there be and there was. Now, he's telling you that which I have spoken if you receive it, that same grace that was in Abraham will come upon you. Let me say something. Oh, Lord. Do you know the first words God spoke concerning man? Mm-hmm. The Bible says he blessed them. Ah, you're blessed. And God blessed them, mm. Adam and Eve. Mm. His first word. So what the enemy is doing, yes. the enemy is trying to convince you yes. how unblessed that's my you word. are unblessed yeah. you are yeah. how god has not blessed you how god has left you how god is not for you do you notice that is your war yes. that every time we speak and say god has already said you will get power to create wealth yes. the first thing that appears is when the enemy comes and says listen which god exactly you are not blessed you cannot do this you are a failure he is trying to get you to a place where you you doubt God. Yes. A place where you look at God and say, you know what? For me to get what you are saying, I have to struggle. I have to toil. I have to sweat. That's there you the go. enemy's message. And what did God say at blessing them? Be fruitful. fruitful. Multiply. Fill the earth. God reminded Noah the mm. same. Be fruitful. <laughs> multiply. multiply. Fill the earth. The land is about fruitfulness. Mm. And the minute you are in the land, fruitfulness is inevitable. Exactly. You are blessed. Yes. Now the question is, how many people will believe his report? How many people will believe what God has already spoken now, tonight? What we're about to look at <laughs> is where the dichotomy normally comes yes. from. Yes. This scripture we're about to look at is mm. the one if you do not know, mm. you miss out. Yes. Now, how do we come into this entire story? Now, we are going to look at something Paul said. Now, before we say that, let's, let's just understand Paul in context for a moment. Mm -hmm. Because if you understand his context, then the weight of what he's he says, about to yeah. say is going to hit you. Paul is not only a Jew of pedigree. You know what a Jew of pedigree is? He usually talks of himself as a Pharisee of Pharisees. Mm. Top of Gamaliel's class. Meaning, in Paul's time, he was the PhD of the law. Mm, yes. No one understood the writing and the interpretation of the law like Paul. Mm, mm. Very important. Because if you get that, then when he begins to break down what we're about to say, you know where he is coming from. Mm. Number one. Number two, you know how radical and dangerous what he's saying and where he's saying it. Mm. And that tells you, when you hear Paul, yes. he is not one of those boys of God. Yeah. You know there is men of God and boys of God. And then these boys of God, Jesus goes and leaves them alone. Yes. No, this is not what you're talking about. No. When you talk of religion, religion tries to downgrade these yes. people. Because if you understand what you're saying, that this is a Pharisee of, of Pharisees. Pharisees. Talk of the law. Talk of understanding the ways of the Lord. Yes. Talk of him standing up to say, wait, listen, yes. I understand exactly what Jesus said here when he said one, two, three things. Yes. I understand the scroll. I understand yes. the Torah. This is a Pharisee of Pharisee. Yes. All right? That's a so very when serious he position. speaks, yeah. you tell yourself, you know what? There's no way God would have looked in the earth, searched for a man, and the only one whose words were put in the Bible is Paul here. Exactly. When his words are put in the Bible, just know God says, this guy said, is I have a man serious. in the earth. There are principles he yes. spoke, God says, when you speak, it's like me speaking. Yes. Yeah? So, That's Paul. using that, now, Paul, 
is dealing with a community of people called the Galatians. Mm -hmm. And the reason he's dealing with them, they, like us, have fallen into misinterpreting the covenant. Mm. They have fallen into the trap of thinking it is for the Jews. Mm -hmm. They have been misled by some Jews to think that, listen, you're not yet in. You have no access. Abraham is our father, yes. not your father. So that's the background of this story. So within that context, we're going to look at Galatians 3, verse 1 to 4, and we're going to look at how Paul is dealing with them and what he's telling them. Okay? O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified? This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law? or by the hearing of faith. Are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit, are you not being made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? So, the background is, basically Paul is calling them bewitched. Alright? And he gives you a background. But now we want to see what does Paul mean when he refers to them as bewitched. And I want you to check if you are bewitched. Because half the time, also in the African context, yes. you'll think bewitched is something that somebody did and Some you're behaving demon. in a very funny way. Exactly. Now this is a funnier way. Yes. If you think you're behaving funny, yeah. this is funnier. Yes. What Paul is telling so you. So to do that, we'll continue from verse 6. Just as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness, therefore know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham and the scripture foreseen that God would justify the Gentiles by faith preached the gospel of uh, to Abraham beforehand saying in you all the nations shall be blessed so then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham now here is a problem my friends Paul is saying something so radical it should shake your thinking. Mm -hmm. It says, therefore, know, verse 7, that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. Only. Who are of faith, faith are sons of Abraham. Abraham's sons are not a biological lineage. Mm. Abraham's sons are those of faith. faith. Meaning, huh, listen carefully, God preaching the gospel to Abraham. I Can thought you, you knew what the gospel was. <laughs> And why did he speak? Uh -huh. He foresaw. Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith. faith. What is called the Gentiles? Remember Paul speaking this statement. is using a term Gentile because it's the known term there. Not that he's calling you a Gentile. Mm -hmm. Anyone who was seen not to be a Jew. Listen carefully so you can see what the issue here is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The fact that he's using the term Gentile tells you what the debate is. Alright? By faith. He preached the gospel, the good news, mm. to Abraham before and saying, in all you the nations shall be blessed. Wait. What is the gospel? What I was going to ask. What, what is, is the gospel? gospel? <laughs> when God talks about good news yes. to Abraham, what yes. did he tell him? What is the good news? When Jesus said, I bring you good, good news, news, what was he bringing? Mm. He knew all the nations shall, shall be blessed. Mm. So then, in verse 9, he says, those who are of faith are blessed mm. with believing Abraham. Those who are of faith are blessed in believing. Let's unpack this further. Yeah. These are huge things. Let's look at verse 13 and 14. Okay. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, 
that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Listen, why did Christ die on the cross? Mm. You say to be saved. Problem. <laughs> saved from what? Cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree. Uh -huh. Verse 14. That, so that, the, the, blessing. Reason, the reason for that, the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. So, <laughs> why did Jesus die? That the blessing of Abraham may come upon you. So if you have faith in Jesus, mm. you should be having faith in the promise. And he goes on to say that we receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Listen, yes. listen. This is not the promise of receiving the Holy Ghost. Mm. I this think is, we need to talk about that. This is the promise that God, Spirit, gave Abraham. Mm -hmm. That we may receive the promise God, through his Spirit, gave Abraham through faith. Mm -hmm. So when we have faith in Christ, you should also have faith in the promise. God is telling you already, I yes. am going to make sure. Yes. Even those who are not considered my people. Yes. My people. Yes. Will enter the land. Now we are back to what did God say? That the nations, the nations, what's God's heart? The nations. Nations will be blessed through you. Yes. And because the nations will be blessed through you, listen, I will bring Christ Guys, don't lose track, please. These issues are revolutionary. Oh, yes. These are the truths the devil has tried to hide in false theology and religion mm -hmm. for years. Mm -hmm. For years. There are whole movements that are built to take us away from here. Oh, yes. Because that's Whole what we teachings. said earlier, that God has already spoken, the creator yes. of the heavens and the earth. So the devil knows one thing, yes. the only way I can get this not to be seen in the earth exactly. is to divert you, yes. to, to make sure you detour in your mind. Yes. And you start looking at other things instead of looking at what God has said. Yes. You are supposed, you are created to live by the word of God. The enemy makes sure you live by any other word but the word of God. So what does he do? He gives you thoughts, pictures, and doctrines that take you away from the word of God. So what are we doing tonight? We are trying to get you back to the word that God spoke. So that through you, nations may be blessed. That the word that God gave Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob may come. Now, Paul hasn't finished defining this thing. So that we don't miss what he's trying to say. So just continue from verse 15, because today we have to lay this thing so strongly, because this is the key oh, yes. to functioning in the land. Brethren, I speak in the manner of men. Though it is only a man's covenant, yet if it is confirmed, no one annuls or adds to it. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He does not say unto seeds as of many, but as of one, unto your seed who is Christ. And this I say, that the law, which was 430 years later, cannot annul the covenant that was confirmed before by God in Christ, that it should be, make the promise of no effect. Now listen very, very carefully to what this last part of Galatians 3 is saying. Paul now defines who Abraham's seed was. And he yes. says, listen, seed's not in many, but seed as in Christ. Yes. Now if you go back, you will remember, he kept saying, you are seed. Mm -hmm. You are seed. Yes. You are seed. Yes. Singular. 
that seed was Christ. Mm -hmm. And if Christ was that seed, then we are being told the principle here is that that seed, anyone who operates by that seed, is actually Abraham's son mm -hmm. and heirs to the promise. promise. Now, listen, you have to understand at the time of this writing, some very serious issues are going on. You're dealing with the people who believe that they are the promised. Mm -hmm. You're dealing with the community who is taking the literal Torah. And Paul is trying to tell you, listen, stop trying to track it from the Torah. This promise was made before the Torah was mm. written. 430 years earlier. Before. That promise was established by God for the nations. Now don't come into the gap. Remember we talk about the Levitical order? Yes, yes. Don't come into the gap and try and use the gap to focus on a physical nation. Mm. The law was given to a physical nation, if you read uh, scriptures we've avoided today, as a schoolmaster, as a trainer to prepare to fulfill the promise. Mm -hmm. So the promise was higher. That's why it says the law cannot annul the promise that it God was made. It was put in record yes. so that nobody comes and says, no, 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 yes. no. When the law came, it annulled that. Didn't. It cannot annul And, and the during promise. the law, there was a focus on a nation. Mm -hmm. That nation was supposed to have gone beyond that, but they have missed Christ. The key to that. Mm -hmm. So I'm clarifying, those were not the seeds mm -hmm. of Abraham. The there seed. was a seed called Christ. Christ. Now, to get now, it's almost like Paul is giving such a serious thesis, a breakthrough, that mm -hmm. should be our concept of understanding scripture. Yes. Let's look at the concluding verses, um, 26 to 29. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Mm. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. For if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. What is he saying? He's saying, listen, turn this thing around. Mm -hmm. Even the Jew must come into Christ. He must be called out of his tribe. Yes. Just like all of us. Mm -hmm. Out of his people, out of his nation. Yes. To a new nation, eighth mountain, called Christ's. The ecclesia. If you are Christ, if you are part of this new nation, in this new nation we don't have a division called Jew. Mm -hmm. Greek. Greek simply means Gentile. No slave, you understand, and no free. We are all in one place. In that one place under Christ, those are the guys who have access to the land. Mm. Those are guys who are heirs according to the promise. promise. The covenant God made, he made for us in Christ, mm. but he made it with Abraham yes. and said, I will fulfill it in Christ. And anybody who is Christ, listen, verse 29, if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed. That's if you're not Christ's, you're not Abraham's seed. You cannot partake of the land. The promise. You cannot enter the land. So let me say here, and let's get this clear. Mm. We are not fighting physical Israel. We are saying physical Israel needs to enter Christ. Mm -hmm. That's they the need principle. to be part yes, of, of Abraham's seed. How? By yes. coming into exactly. Christ. And I like what it says here. That for as many of you yes. as were baptized into Christ, yes. you have put on Christ. Uh -huh. Now, if you do not be, get baptized into Christ... Then you don't have Christ. That's all we are simply saying. And that is what God is trying to tell you, that Abraham was not a father of a nation, but a father of nations. nations. What does that mean? 
don't look at Israel because that's where we get stuck. Yes. That's where we are all stuck, where we are looking at one nation and wondering, why are you promising me these things and these things are meant to a nation? Now listen to this. Their belief of being the nation has prospered them. Oh, yes. It is not that God has prospered them over It you. is in their mind they know one thing. They read I am Abraham's seed. I'm Abraham's seed. And they believe it. And they are using a physical understanding of mm. it. Mm. Not the ultimate. Yes. Now, imagine you who should know better. They should come to you and say, teach us your ways. Oh, but because we are stuck with a mentality, you remember yes. there's something you like saying, yeah. that a breakthrough yes. is a mentality away. away. But a mentality is a stronghold. Is a stronghold and can take Absolutely. generations. generations. My prayer, I prayed before this meeting, mm. is that your stronghold has been broken. Yes, especially the stronghold that you don't belong. Yes, the stronghold, the stronghold that I'm not that, that is a this. special nation called yes. Israel in God's heart. Mm. That is a lie. If you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. And heirs, what is an heir? According to the promise. A partaker according to the promise. Listen, you can want to delete verse 28. You can't. <laughs> In Christ, there is no Jew, no Greek. Oh. And therefore, verse 29 qualifies verse 28. If you stay a Jew, you are mm. not an heir to the promise. Promise. If you There's stay no a Greek, yes. you are not an heir to the mm. promise. So we're not fighting Jews. We are all in the same problem. Yes. All of us need Christ. What did Jesus say to Jerusalem? You will not see peace again. You will not be your name. Jerusalem. You will not walk in peace until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the, in the name, name of the Lord. You will not enter the land until you recognize it comes through Christ. Mm. Mm. He is the promise. Powerful, verse 29, yes. if you are Christ, are then, you Christ, TCC? You have to sit and ask yourself, am I Christ? Do I believe that I belong to Christ? Do I believe that Christ today, if he was checking down and saying, wait, those who belong to me, he will count you? Yes. Do you believe you're part of that number? Do you believe that you're part of the people God is looking for in the earth and saying, this one belongs to me? Do you belong yes. to Christ? And so we can conclusively say, being bewitched, is one believing that there's a special nation and not you mm. that's being bewitched. Being bewitched is when I believe that it is not about me, but it is about others and me, I cannot enter the land. There you go. Being bewitched. That's being bewitched. Being bewitched is when your eyes are looking away to others, not to you. Exactly. You're supposed to be looking at you and saying, listen, this land was meant for me. Yes. Abraham is my father. I'm a seed of Abraham because I am in Christ. Yes. So if you're in Christ, but you don't see yourself as part of Abraham's seed, you'll be reached. And remember earlier, God said to Abraham that I will be their God. Oh, yes. Is he your God? Mm. Mm. Then you should be a son of Abraham. So there's no confusion between son of God and son, son of Abraham. That is what God has told you. That is the land. That is functional in the land. And that, and we know what the blessing is. Now you know what the gospel is. Mm. The good news. Yes. And that's why some scriptures <laughs> sometimes confuse us. That Jesus became poor that we might become rich. But we want to make it rich in the spirit. No, mm. he did not become poor in the spirit. <laughs> Let's talk about that for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> that Christ became poor. Poor, that we might become yes. rich. And everybody in the world agrees that Christ was poor. I don't know why. But, well, 
compared to one who created the heavens and the earth mm. even if he had all the gold mm. he would still be poor so him coming from the heavenly yes. or coming from that deity position yes. and coming into the earth yes. that's poverty exactly he became poor he came to this level so yes. that you can ascend and, and get enter the land so oh. that the nations shall <laughs> be blessed your blessing is connected to the blessing of the nations. Oh, yes. The blessing of the nations is tied to your vine. Your mm. vine is connected to your father. Mm. It's all one story. Oh, yes. So when we come and say, wait, what am I supposed to be looking at? I'm supposed to be going back, looking at all these scriptures just to convince me, to get me to accept, to come to that place of me embracing the reality of I am part of the promise that God made. That in you, you will be blessed. You will become a blessing. Nations will be blessed through you. Look at all these things that the covenant is eternal, that this yep. covenant operates even in our day. And this is to TCC that when you hear this word, can you go back and read this thing so that you come to a place of standing in confidence that no matter what is happening around yep. me, because the enemy is at work. Remember, we always say that man fell and God is in the process of redemption of man. We are mm. going to revelation. But before we get there, the enemy will only get you through talking to you and changing your mind about how you see God and how you see yourself. Yep. So these scriptures we've read today because we've read a lot of scriptures. Oh, yes. I mean, like we have gone through. We have when to talk lay the foundation. Begins. We'll be referring yeah. back you know? many times yes. to this point to yes. help us understand. So when you go through all these scriptures, they are taking you to that one place. For you to believe that there's a land that God has brought you into and it belongs to you. This covenant is eternal. If you can give us your closing thoughts. So, for me, my prayer, and I'm believing God is answering that prayer, is that finally you have realized you are the son of Abraham. Oh, yes. You are the heir according to the, to the promise. promise. You are intended to live in the land. If you've just gotten a hold of that, oh, yes. the next part of this journey will be amazing. So when we talk about the, the, the journey begins, we are saying that these scriptures will take you to one place, yeah. to a connection to your vine, to a place where you know he is the vine, you are the branch, yeah. and you cannot do anything without being connected to him. You must come to this place of saying, for my um, productivity or my profitability will only come if I'm connected to my vine. Yep. And when I'm connected to that vine, uh, my fig tree will produce. Yes. People will see fruit. That's what people are looking for. Absolutely. Fruit in the earth. And that's why we keep saying that. May you be found sitting under your vine and under your fig tree. And of course, keep it kingdom. Keep, keep it, it pure. pure. God bless you. God bless.